You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, tonight we're discussing Ready Player Two, the sequel to Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. Uh, I've got Ray, Chris, and Sean joining me tonight. How are y'all doing? Excellent. Good, good, good. Um, I I don't know about y'all. I was really looking forward to this book, and I definitely have thoughts mm-hmm. about it. Um. So I guess with that being said, let's go ahead and just jump right on into it. Uh, we'll just do our, our normal thing of initial thoughts. Uh, would anyone like, like to go first? Ray, Ray sure. does. Ray, <laughs> Ray, what were your initial thoughts going through the book? Well, why are we going through it this way? Why, why, did, why, did we skip, why did we skip so much? What's going on? Like you started – Right at the why I had a lot of questions the first time I read this. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that for now. Gotcha. No, I completely feel you on that, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, uh, Chris? Um. So yeah, it it like starts off very very quickly and jumps very very fast. And um, I realized I have a problem with. Um, dramatic irony. If I know something that the char- one of the characters doesn't, and the character that doesn't know it is so stubbornly against the thing that they don't know about, I get very, very, very upset, mm-hmm. and I don't like them. So I did not like Sam at the beginning of this because she was just like, no, and she was just being incredibly stubborn about it. Um, anyway, so it's just. Yeah, so I was excited because I, I liked the first one. I thought it was good. I liked that Will Wheaton was narrating it. Um, I enjoy him. Um, yeah, I also liked that it wasn't so game-heavy. Like, the last one was very um, game-heavy. Like, it, um, if you weren't really familiar with a lot of games, you missed a lot of the references. So I liked that with this one. But, yeah, I his other book, too, Armada, was kind of the same like this, where – you did a slow burn and then all of a sudden it ends. And then it's like, Oh, that was it. Okay, cool. Sure. A whole, yeah. a whole, a whole book about it. Okay. All right. Gotcha. I do like though, that it's, um, that he does do kind of happily ever afters. Like it's a nice ending. Yeah. We're going to get to that. I know. Um, <laughs> that's actually one of the, kind of problems that i had with it but anyway um sean what were your thoughts um i went in to this one with way too high expectation because i absolutely love the first one agreed and when it, it yeah it, it the book takes off really really quickly which i don't have a problem with mm-hmm. but very early on i was like yeah, the magic just isn't there. I'm just going to be listening to this to go through the motions. Yeah. Um, some of the, the scenarios and the way the characters were really almost seemed flippant about the situation. Mm-hmm. I found it really annoyed me. I don't know if it's my age or something like that. Maybe if I was 20 years younger listening to it, I might 
think it was okay, but it's not who it's written for, though. Yeah, I know, and it made me feel old, and I pissed me off. Uh, <laughs> a lot of things are doing that lately. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't need to be reminded to, of a book I'm like trying to enjoy. It's like, God damn it, I'm feeling old again. Even though the whole first book was devoted to that, and mm-hmm. this one, it just there was a lot of scenarios and the the way the characters uh, were portrayed that. I just, this is annoying. I don't, I don't like this. Um, the idea behind it, um, it did seem like a logical progression, which I was kind of like, I was surprised it never came up much in the first book. Um, but then like the, the Oni headset and all that, like it just kind of like threw it out there and it's like, yeah, you've had this for decades. Like seriously, like the, someone else would have figured it out. Mm-hmm. So, but there was holes in the plot and yeah. Yeah. It, it just didn't recapture the first one. Um, felt like it was kind of scraping the pot a little bit. It was like trying to get the little last remnants and all that. And even like the, he wrote it in conjunction with Spielberg on this one. This was designed to be, the second movie and oh. no book is ever no storyline is ever gonna get that magic if it was partially designed to be a movie because yeah. you're like you're that's, limiting yourself yeah. yeah that's that's a problem like that first book it had so much yes to into because it wasn't a movie it was a yeah. book this yeah. one is like okay let's not put something in because i don't think we can do that in a movie well that sucks now i'm reading the script and it yeah. started to feel like that. That explains anyway, a lot. Of some of my initial thoughts. <laughs> I didn't know that it was meant that it was written like no, Ernest read it. I didn't know that. helped out. That makes a lot of sense. So now the the first one felt like a celebration of the eighties, right? Oh, okay. Like that was what it was all about was celebrating that whole uh, culture. Um, this one felt like you were just plugged into it. Yeah. And, and being force fed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it yeah. So. Said, like there was, it was good. There's some fun stuff in it, sure. Yeah, uh, some interesting stuff, but it it didn't recapture that first book, which sucks. But in fairness, most sequels don't. No. 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 So no. I'm not gonna hold that against no. them or anything like that. But no. yeah, it, it just didn't seem as grand, like. This, the dire situation was like I don't think I've mm-hmm. read anything that other than like total planet killers that are like oh this is bad yeah. but the characters didn't seem to take that into account and when they did it was kind of whiny so anyway go ahead Eugene oh thank you <laughs> um, actually you have shined some very interesting light on on the situation i did not know that that was written that way i was going to bring up i wonder if the thought process of oh i wonder if this could become a movie mm-hmm. entered it because i definitely kind of got that flavor of you know generally when you see you know in the sequel you don't want to do the same story over again even though sometimes that is what people want ghostbusters yeah. too um but it's it, you, you want to see the, the characters and everyone else progress, but generally it's like, okay, we need to, we need to turn the stakes up a little bit. And 
that was done in spades to the point that I think it was overly done. And the idea that it was written, you know, Spielberg, you know, had some thoughts in it definitely makes this seem like, oh, yeah, this was written to become a movie, possibly. So um, my first read through it, I I didn't think it was a bad book. I just didn't really enjoy it. And I think it was because I had nervous tension the entire time I read it. And uh, kind of like I did with Heaven's River. Uh, the whole time I kept thinking, okay, I'm going to keep going and everything's going to go to shit and I'm not going to be happy or or something something bad's really about, about to happen here. And um, – you know, it didn't really quite do that, which thank goodness. I'm I'm glad he didn't just oh well and all the characters died. Uh <laughs> that would have sucked. But um yeah, I just was kind of nervous nervous energy listening to it the first time and then the second time I listened to it, I enjoyed it more. And this third time I've listened to it, um, and I just finished it like day before, um uh, I, I I kind of enjoyed it, but it, it also I also figured out why I've had problems with it and it's definitely helped me see it in a different light. But like I said, the information you just gave me actually has shined a lot of light on it. Mm-hmm. Um it uh yeah yeah, so let's get into it. So the the second book literally picks up right after the first book. Um it has been like a, a week, the characters spend a week together with their new found fortunes and then they go off to go do their own things and uh sam and uh wade are supposed to get back together and in the meantime he ends up finding this other quest that was set up by um um oh what's his name the 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 guy that oh uh halliday halliday yeah he finds this other quest set up by halliday uh when he finds this uh, device that essentially you put it on and instead of using like a VR glove and glasses and stuff like that to interact uh, with the Oasis, it it basically jacks directly into your brain and you can actually feel and, and touch and everything else, everything in the Oasis like it was real. It, it, it It's that last link that everyone's kind of hoping for for VR and stuff. Um, and so he gets it and he shows it, you know, it, it specifically says, you know, I created this. I'm leaving it to you to decide whether or not to release it or not. And of course he goes to the other, the, the other four members of the remaining members of the high five, uh, H and, and, uh, Shoto both said, yes, absolutely. Let's release it. This could be really good. Not only for us to make money, but for the world. And Samantha's just dead set against it. And then it kind of picks up what a couple years later, and years three, years. three years, yeah. three years later, and uh, like they're no longer talking to each other. It's just, like he just he's become this hermit. He doesn't hardly do anything. Um, and then this this quest opens up to find the seven shards of the siren's soul, mm-hmm. and uh, then he's immediately thrown into this quest where uh, the essentially the avatar for Anorak Halliday comes back, steals his robes, tells him that, hey, there's a the update y'all just pushed is going to lock everyone into these ONI headsets, ONI headsets, um, and if they go past 12 hours, they'll die. And I want you to collect the seven shards and bring it to me, and I'll release everyone. Go. And then and, and it, it to me, it kind of dragged up to that point, and then once it hit that point, it just it ran. It just, like, went through it really, really quickly. Um of course they end up with some help from some other people they end up collecting the seven shards um 
uh, oh, that was the other thing was Holiday's old uh, um, um, uh, partner. Uh, Og. Og gets kidnapped and he ends up saving the day and we end the book like there's a portion where they're talking about where they're going to build a spaceship because the earth is still going to shit and and leaving earth and we come to find out at the very end of the book the whole story is being told by um um wade's avatar parcival parcival and he and the parse he and the avatars of everyone who's ever put on one of these headsets it's basically recorded their brain and created a virtual version of them and they're going to go off into the stars and basically maybe repopulate and and everything else um so in that respect uh yes it does have a happy ending in that respect Mm -hmm. but let's go and start jumping into issues with it um do we want to start with what we liked or what we disliked i think maybe what we like would be quicker okay let's let's Just start the vibe let's start with that that's actually a good idea because that's literally how i wrote my notes for this episode okay. was what i liked what i didn't like um what i liked once again going back to what you said sean this totally makes sense because there are three major areas there are seven small quests that they are seven quest things that they have to do to collect these shards but there are three major areas where we spend time doing these things. And all of them I greatly enjoyed, even though I'm not necessarily fans of those things. The first one is the John Hughes. I'm not a huge John Hughes fan. Like some of, I like some of the movies, some of the movies I don't really care for. I loved that. And, but I loved that time that they spent. It just felt rushed. And we'll yeah. get to that when we get to the dislikes part. But, if you were a John Hughes fan, like obviously he did his research. Like I'm oh, sure yeah. if you're a Hughes uh-huh. fan, you were like, yes, give me more. Yeah. Um, that, that one was, was fantastic. First... Sorry, the Prince Planet not... was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, um, that was the one that I did not care for. I'm not a huge Prince fan, but I thought it was cool. I enjoyed it. I didn't mind the Prince Planet. I thought it was, you know, it was. The Prince Planet itself wasn't too bad, but I didn't enjoy the battle. Um, yeah. Ernest Pine, yeah. I'm sorry, he cannot write a battle scene. Uh, it, it's all over the map. And it's it was kind of all over. to visualize. Sorry, we're getting into the dislike. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one is the Lord of the Ring place. And the only, the only issue I had with it was it would make it made sense in the story that it would take place in the uh, first age. Mm-hmm. Because that's the one that, you know, that would be the one that no one, that few people would, unless the absolute hardcore people would know about. But that being said, it was like, of course you're going to have to do a Lord of the Rings. He built a freaking, he, the whole place yeah. was built like, yes, like, so of course we need to go to Lord of the Rings in, yes. in, in the Oasis. But it was like a little bit of a letdown. Then it was like, oh, it's the first stage. No, nothing <laughs> yeah. that I actually care about showed up. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, that was one of the things I liked. The other thing that I had written down that I really liked was um, let me pull it up here. Um, I loved the idea of the O and I headsets being used to record um specific experiences. Mm-hmm. I liked that idea. I loved the fact that he's like. You know, and that was one of the things that they he really hit Sam with was, you know, the fact that people are going through and, and having these experiences in other people's shoes has caused tolerance to go 
way, way up because you actually experience it that, you know, and there's a part in the, where he's talking about how he's like, yeah, I was curious. I've experienced sex as, as a male, female, male, male, female, female in a group or whatever. And it's just like, love is love, dude. And, and then he's like, you know, he's giving, talking about these other experiences that other people have, what it feels like to be, you know, just like insanely poor, what it's like to be, you know, prosecuted to be, you know, have people, you know, uh, uh, you know, racism, everything, all, you know, all this horrible stuff, actually experiencing it and getting the, not only just experiencing it, but getting the feelings fed into your brain. And I was like, I loved that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm glad that he tapped that idea and, and put it in the book. That part didn't kind of feel forced to me. Um, I, I loved that. Yep. That's about the yeah. two big things I had written down for likes. <laughs> what other likes did y'all have? Um, I did like the Shermer planet because I'm um, a big John Hughes fan. So that whole scene with Ducky and Andy and that whole thing, I was like, oh, I loved it. Uh, also, not a huge Prince fan. So that whole the Prince planet, I was like, I, I know some of his stuff. I'm like, I know his music or whatever. So the Raspberry Beret and the Little Red Corvette was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, again, the Prince planet, I think I, I gapped out a few times listening to that some oh they're still there they're still there i do love the fact that (laughs) while on the prince planet you don't talk bad about prince because literally a lightning bolt will strike you down i thought that was fantastic it struck by lightning i thought that was funny um and then with the lord of the and i liked the lord of the rings planet because i'm although it was arda and it was the first age and i was like oh but i did learn things i did learn things so that was enjoyable because i'm really starting to get into lord of the rings um Little plug, by the way, huh. if you want to learn more about it, Nerd of the Rings uh, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Explains it all. It's great. Nerd of the Rings. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had this Similarian book for, I've got it for me like 15 years ago, and it still cracks when you open it. Oh, <laughs> cool. It's more of an eye candy piece. So. Does, it, <laughs> does it literally read like he describes it? it yeah. It's more like a player's guide. Not, story and that's why i haven't really been able to get into it it's mm-hmm. like yeah anyway yeah. if but you're I, a history buff there you go yeah <laughs> so i do want to read that i want to just just because of history and i like the whole mythology well, i can lend it to you awesome <laughs> <laughs> give me some time i just started the return of the king but i did i liked um i did like the idea of the oni headset and that you could see something from somebody's point of view because that's always the hardest thing right when you're when you're disagreeing with somebody and you can't see the other person's point of view and because you don't have their life experience so having somebody's living somebody's life experience makes you that much more empathetic that much more tolerant um i liked um what else did i like i'm thinking no <laughs> do we need I, to come back right <laughs> i i I, I just one, well no I I mean I liked that it was a quick book I'm like that it didn't you know he didn't drag anything on too much I just wish there was maybe I wanted to know more about the low five I wanted to know more about um I just didn't like Sam in this one I didn't like her I just she's really I guess I didn't like just how hard and fast the division was between the four of them and how quickly just shit fell apart, which I understand that sometimes happens in groups where just one thing just cascades and it just sets everything off. And before you know it, your friend groups and shambles and you kind of don't know why. Um, 
but I'm I'm when I read books like that I get all hopeful and like oh it'll be great and they'll do it together and yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't like and and um and it was nice to see uh, more of Ogden um, Kira's story because you didn't oh, yeah that was nice all you knew in the first book was that um, Halliday just was in love with her and that was the end of it right and that he w- she was Og's wife and there was just a little mention of her but you know seeing their little blips because it reminded me of of, of us right because we got together when we were around that age too so it was it was cute to to see that and I liked I liked Will Wheaton's I liked, I liked young Og yeah I liked Will Wheaton's <laughs> attempt at a British accent <laughs> Ray, what about you? What did you like about it? I liked the unsung heroes, the low five. I wanted, I wanted the perspective of the book, especially the beginning, Mm -hmm. to be told from them. I think that would have helped explain the beginning of everything. If you had them start off saying, you know, the technology's already been released and they, they're discussing amongst each other theories as to why the high five split up. And if you if you start talking about that and, and not hearing about it from what actually happened, and then you have, um, you know, they're sitting in their area, and they you you actually follow her through, uh, and and you follow her through her first, and she finds the shard and. It's like, holy shit, this is huge. And then she comes back, she tells her, all her friends, and they're like, ah, one of them doesn't believe her. And, you know, and then, then all of a sudden Percival's in front of her. Like, you can still have sort of the similar, uh, the whole similar plan. But if you tell it from their side, I think you might get more. But what did you like about this book? I liked them. I, I liked that low five. I, I wanted more of them. Uh, I wanted to see them go get the uh the ultimate weapon i did too uh, the dork, dork, slayer. Slayer. dork slayer like come on that's freaking awesome like what happened i want to know that right so he got me excited about those things and and i th- i think there's an opportunity there um and then i i liked what you guys have already touched on the the likes of you know some of this some of those things were, were great <laughs> i just we'll get into the other stuff later <laughs> okay sean um I I think probably came off by, but I, there was a lot in this book I did like. Um, it was like having almost the perfect recipe, but screwing up a little bit here and a little bit there, and then you get something totally not what you expected. Um, the only headsets opened up so many possibilities, but I think after, after listening to the Bobaverse for so long, it felt like a ripoff. Um, but there is so much potential there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like that. Um, the shards of Kira. Um, now, I, I figured that one out pretty early on what those shards were. They, he kind of made it obvious. But those memory sequences, I, I think, were really, really well done, even though they're really, really short. Um yeah. A lot of thought went into each one of those worlds, even if I didn't like them, um, which was really only the Prince planet. And even then, it was just the battle scene. But like the um, the thought he put into, I, I 
Augen Cures World that they created for kids to learn. I can't remember what it was called. That was great. Mm-hmm. That, was yeah, great. that, was that sequence, and it he spent time developing it, and and it gave so much about Wade's history and stuff like that. It filled in a lot of gaps, and he did it really, really well. It was moments like that in the book, and they're scattered throughout the whole thing that is like kind of brought you back into the story. It's like, hey, yeah. this is pretty cool. I, I like this. And he did have a lot of those in there. Um, just some of the stuff seemed a little out of place or just didn't fit or seemed rushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those little moments, I, I think I really enjoyed that aspect about the book the most. Um the technology was pretty cool. I I, I did like it. Um, and yeah, like it, basically for this book, it's it's getting to those moments and then kind of slogging through the rest to get to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike the first book, which like gripped you right off the bat and then you're like you're pulling on for dear life through the whole book because you're just like this is so cool. This one it was like just hold on. Oh, we're in a dip. Oh, oh, it's peeking back up. Uh, we're in a dip kind of thing. So, but yeah, it was, it was knowing that he thought some of this stuff really well through. And I, I enjoy it when a, a writer does that. I don't know how much of it was him and how much of it was Spielberg kind of thing, but uh, yeah, that, that was what I really liked the book, about the book. There was, there was lots of those moments. I won't get into all of them and all that, but uh, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about some of the things we didn't mostly <laughs> dislike, but um, I'm going to go ahead and start off with one that we've, we've already hit on multiple times. Um, it felt rushed to me. The first book literally takes place over like a decade. It, it takes forever for it. Well, not a decade. It takes years, but it takes years for things to happen. So, you know, they go through these long periods of time where they're like, okay, well, we're still looking. No one's been able to figure anything out because this is really hard and no one can, you know, it's just, it's so esoteric. No one can wrap their brain around it. And this one, they were literally being forced. You have 12 hours to complete this yeah. quest. And I mean, I know you have the, the artificial constraint of, uh, you know, well, you got 12 hours where your brain's going to start, you know, your, your brain's going to turn to mush being in the system. Yeah. It would have, it would have seemed a little odd, you know, that, okay, well, Maybe the people got locked in and, and this takes place over a month or so um, and being locked in. And maybe that would have been the issue would have been, mm-hmm. you know, over this time, your body is slowly but surely starting to break down. Like we've, you know, we've got to we've got to get this wrapped up. That would have still given it some urgency, but it also would have gift, given it time to breathe because mm-hmm. I don't feel like we had any time to breathe on this the whole time that even though I was enjoying the John Hughes planet, I just kept thinking, TikTok, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go like you were spending yeah. way too much time trying to figure this shit out. And had we had more time to breathe, I would have been, oh no, let's let's explore, let's yeah. see what's going on here and how all this stuff fits together. Mm-hmm. But the, that was one of the things is I felt rushed the entire time. And and he even brings it up, they're like, you know, when they're on the Prince Planet, they're like, you know, you know, we've got to go as fast as we can. We've already spent 15 minutes here, and I'm just like, well, it's only 15 minutes, but in the grand scheme of 12 hours, that's a really long period of time. So yeah. yeah, that was one of my biggest issues was it just felt rushed. Uh, you know, like I said, the, the first book was this huge grand epic quest and this one 
being a sequel, I know they felt like they needed to turn the heat up on it, but man, you you cooked this one way too quick. I was gonna say this, so the big one was one grand grand big huge quest. This one felt like a lot of mini quests. Like this was this yeah. is the difference between playing playing like Super Mario as a whole and playing Mario Party. Like this was this is Mario Party. This was like the okay we're playing this mini game. Okay what's the next one? Okay now we're playing this mini game. Okay what's the next one? Yeah I I can see what, yeah I see what you're saying about that. So um anyone else want to touch on the time period or like the actual like 80s kind of thing I guess. Oh no no just the amount of, just yeah. did, did it seem rushed to you oh, or fast? Oh or it was yeah. rushed. I agree with you. Like it would have been nicer to have um even a week. Even if they had like a week, but the fact that it was 12 hours was like, wait a minute, but it took them like five years to figure out the yeah. first clue. And then all of a sudden they're like, damn, 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 damn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, and he had to pay Lohengren a billion dollars to help him find the first shard. Yeah. Like it just, yeah, that, and then all of a sudden, yeah, bam, bam, bam. It, that, the, it did, it felt, it felt a little rushed. And yeah, Anorak was batshit crazy. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, since you're bringing up Anorak, that was one of my other problems. Um, I, the first book paints him as a uh, he's kind of benevolent, right? Like he's this he's yeah. he's like he's above everybody yeah. else brain wise, and he just he's socially inept, mm-hmm. and he couldn't he, he couldn't get over that to to you know to get with the person that he thought he loved, but he was still trying to be a good guy and he still was trying to do what he thought was best. Yeah. This book kind of keep painting him worse and worse and worse. Like, man, you were a jerk, not just a jerk. Like you were a creep. Yes. Yeah. A creep. I yeah. just liked that because he, I mean, yeah, we're getting more information on him, but it's, it, it just kind of felt like not that he was necessarily a hero, but it's like, man, we're really tearing this guy down. Even though he ends up, leaving the technology that is probably what is the only thing that has saved the world at this point. Because like they said, you know, when the Oasis came online and especially now with the, the headset or whatever, they're like, you know, overpopulation is, is going down and like the spread of disease is going down and it sounds like they're starting to curb some stuff. And, but they constantly keep, you know, painting him as just this horrible guy because, you know, he tried, you know, he, he really wanted to be with her. And, yeah, he did something that was not right, not great. But on the other hand, he also kind of gave her uh, immortality. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it, it was used as a, a plot device, though. Like, he, yep. so they kept bashing him the whole time. Every memory that you saw of him made it worse and worse. And I, but that was intentional because that little speech that Kira gives at the end explaining things to him when she he finally gets it Mm -hmm. and feels so much remorse and it's a really it's a high point in the story if you really start listening and thinking about Kira's little speech at the end but that wouldn't have worked if Halliday had remained like kind of neutral or just mm-hmm. kind of yeah. stupid. No, you had to paint him badly. Yeah. And each step brought up and then Kira's mm-hmm. like, explain how what you did was wrong. I want you to see how you acted all the way through. And that dawning of like, holy fuck, I fucked up. 
that's a humanizing moment for Halliday, which brings him back. So it needed to get that way. And I, and I really like that. Like anytime Kira was involved in the story right in the end was like, Oh, this is, this is writing. I liked this. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And so, yeah, uh, he was an idiot. He was a jerk throughout the whole thing, but he had to be, um, as for Anorak, okay, two separate characters. And see, I think that's the problem, though, is that you're yeah. right that 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 redemption part where she explains it to him and he he gets it and everything else. I think that was fine. The problem is, is we still have we still have An we still have Anorak as just being this monster essentially, and it's they are separate characters. But yeah, you have to keep that. They're separate the whole characters. time during the thing though. They kept saying, "No, it's it's the same guy. This was yeah. this was him." And I know they finally kind of explained it. Oh no, he was a different guy because he he erased some of his memories. Like he would not have done that had he not screwed around with him. Well, and they even said that right at the beginning that when Anorak introduces himself. And sends him on the quest. He said, yeah, Halliday erased some of my memories. What yeah. are we? Like, what are humans but not our, our yeah. memories? Uh, yeah. And it wasn't Halliday. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you had to pick up on that early. You didn't know it was an important point until the end. But It would have been better to have that really brought up. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. reinforced Halliday. somewhere. Right? Reinforced, like, this is not Halliday. Like, this is... This is a, a different version of him because he doesn't have those memories. And yeah, I, I think that might have been maybe, maybe, maybe during the final battle, maybe that's what it should have been. Is is yeah. Og been like, you are not the man that I created everything with. Yeah. You are, mm -hmm. you are, you're nothing to me. You're better and, than this. Why are you doing this? Yeah, and, something or that. That, and maybe it's just me. Maybe it just didn't click with me because everything you're saying, Sean, I I get I. I, it just didn't click with me. Like I said, the whole time it I had a hard time separating. recognize their two characters right away. And mm -hmm. see, I don't think I did. So. Yeah, and I, and yeah, and then it's like you're really hating. Would, oh yeah, I did. Just throwing a theory out here, just because I can. <laughs> um, do you think it would be kind of cool then to have the low five and the high five needing to work together in the way of because we're at ready player two you have two shards for each version so the shards you need two people to touch the shards one person sees those scenes from kira the other person sees it from uh no from Halliday. from Halliday's. that way you kind of get both sides of it and they can discuss well he felt like this and she felt like this like she's clearly after aug and i don't know maybe something like that might have worked that would have been cool except that would have screwed up the entire plot where only the air can touch the shards. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise that, cause that is the major, otherwise he wouldn't need Wade at all. Well, but if you need, but you could still need Wade, right? It's the air plus the person who found it. So you player could two. have, yeah, <laughs> need player two, right? Yeah. <laughs> player two. Otherwise we're just playing player one still. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> ready multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw another one out there that I had. Uh, so one of the things, and I, I told this to Ray, I, I'd heard someone say this in another podcast. The reason why 
they thought they didn't really care for it was because uh, – and this actually goes back to one of the things you liked about it, Chris, was the <laughs> fact that the first book was really for gamers, and this one this one was more for uh, pop culture. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of thought – I thought, well, maybe that's why I didn't really care for it. And then this 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 last time that I read it, I figured out, no, that's not why I dislike I, – I don't dislike it, but didn't like it as much. Because I like the pop culture stuff. I'm actually kind of glad that they moved and started encompassing everything in yeah. the eighties. Yeah. Um, I figured out why I don't, I didn't care for this book as much, and it's because of Wade. We spent the entire first book, you know, he's he's a loner, he doesn't have anyone, and he grows to have friends, and he kind of ruins that. Yep. But then he comes to the realization he he goes on his hero's quest and he realizes, no, I have to have other people to not only survive, but to do this. Mm-hmm. And the book wraps up and he's he's got friends and he has a girlfriend and he's actually found what love is. And we start this book and we completely erase everything that he's done. And it's just like, really? I mean, I understand how. Because there people are like this in real life. They go through a bunch of stuff, and you're like, they learned it. They got it. They understand now. No, nope, they turn around. They're still doing the same shit again. So as, <laughs> so as somebody who, who – I'm going to use my mental illnesses to explain this. So as somebody who is mentally ill, I – I my brain is hardwired a certain way and it is from things that I can't recollect and trauma. So when I do things and I learn my lesson and, and I think it's stuck, something is going to happen to trigger something to send me back, not all the way back, but a little bit back so that I'm kind of repeating old bad habits, but I come out of it a little bit quicker. So what I saw Wade doing was, yes, he's a loner, that's just who he is. That's his makeup. So it's hard for him to have friends, but then he gets friends and kind of screws the pooch a little bit. Cause he, you know, cause people aren't perfect. So I get that. Cause I've done that. And then you brings, you know, you have something that brings you together again. You have friends at the end and then something happens to trigger your trauma and a trauma response happens that sends you back. And so you have to relearn those steps again, but it comes quicker because of, the muscle memory you've already you've already learned so i just going through that because he did the exact same thing this storyline where he screwed he screwed up he's a loner but he's comfortable with that realizes so he's got shoto and and helen but they have their own lives but he seems to be okay with it then but he screwed up with samantha realizes he needs friends and then at the end he's got he's got what he needs but do you think this is his version of addicts because he does mention that right mm-hmm. this yes. is this is like the world on crack, and this is this is Wade's crack. Yeah. And then they bring out an even better version of crack, crack, and it's like, wow, I need this all the time. So he he touches on that that is what happens. So Wade's, but it, I think it would have been more telling that instead of instead of just I don't know if you remember uh, Seinfeld. He kind of yada 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 over a lot. <laughs> he did, yes, he did. <laughs> and yeah. I think if if you if you see Wade fall into the addiction again, and mm-hmm. you see Wade yes. ignoring Samantha so he can go and explore all these awesome new things, mm-hmm. then you believe the crack more. You believe that 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 split actually happens, where eh, there was a lot of yada yada yada. So, and see, maybe part of it. 
a lot of it I also didn't care for. I'm like you. I did not uh, care for Sam as much in this one either. Um, it, no. it was very much very, you know, they, they split very quickly and it was yeah. like, you know, polar opposites at this point. But it just to me, it was just like, you know, I understand if if he got to a point where he kind of like gradually got to it. And maybe that was maybe what you said raised the best way to explain it. It just kind of like all of a sudden it was just like, wow, you didn't you didn't just regress a little bit like he fell all the way back. Yeah. And in fact, maybe even further down the well than he did before. Yes. And it was just like, did you not learn anything? Like, apparently you 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 think you did. And you mentioned that you know what you're doing, but come on, dude. Like, <laughs> well, and then that's the thing. So he probably, if we're gonna go here and delve into it, he probably knows that he's done something wrong. But then this shame spiral starts, and then you're just so down, thinking you're such a piece of shit. So what's the point? And you just find comfort in your crack, right? Like you've already gone this far, you've already fucked yeah. everything up. So what's the point of? I might as well go and enjoy it. I might as well, yeah, I might as well. That's at least bringing me joy. Nothing from here is giving me joy. And with Sam, I think for me, it's in life too. I have a hard time when people are are unwilling to compromise. And I find Sam very unwilling to hear anybody's side of anything. She doesn't want it. She's not hearing it. So that's the end of it. So I just find her very, um, but I like, that's with all characters in books. If you're uncompromising and there's no discussion or anything like that, then I I don't like that. But I don't like that in life. So, no, no. yeah, I just found her very rigid in that she had her specific ideals. And if you weren't with her, you were immediately against her. There was no wiggle room for that. Yeah. yeah. And I found that a little. And even because they were trying and they were trying to explain to her all the good things. But all she heard was, you don't agree with me. Yeah. So, like I said, it was it was just. And then, you know, there was the whole point where he's talking about, like, how he's behaving on social media and how he basically just, like, screwed himself over. And I'm just, yes. like, <laughs> listening to it. I'm, like I said, it's maybe it's because I was like, okay, I understand some regression. But it was like, like I said, we went all the way back to the yeah. beginning. And I'm just like, okay, so this is the story of Wade learning all of the lessons he's already learned again. Not particularly compelling for a book per se, but oh, no, I so, mean, it's, it's life. I understand people in life are like that, but, but so and that's why I thought it might be more interesting if you started off with the low five and you started off with her. And if you, if you follow, uh, I can't remember that character's name, Lohengrin, if you follow that story and you, and then you meet up with Wade and Wade kind of, yeah, listen, I fucked up. This is my side of the story. You saw all of this, this is what I did and I feel like a dumb shit and I, I need to work on this. Right. If it's the whole show, don't tell. Right. So Mm -hmm. we got told everything from Wade's point of view. I think if we had seen it from the other characters, Lohengrin really trying to, you know, listen, I I just think he's in a wrong spot or whatever. Um, But the other ones are like, fuck him. Like he's going to kill all these avatars just because they say one bad thing about Mm -hmm. him. Right. Then you start seeing, you start seeing those things rather than just, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that would have been a better lead up yeah, uh, to, to the story rather than, okay, Wade found this thing and then uh, that happened, but uh, they split up so that we can move on to the story. <laughs> and see, right. that brings me around to the last thing that I had written down was the low five. 
I thought it sounded like a cool idea. I'm exactly like you. I thought, okay, whenever they said, you know, they all kneel down, allow us to go get the Dork Slayer. It's like, cool. We still have quite a bit of this book left. We're going to find out what they went to go do. Nope. They literally show up. I just show up. Deus Ex, knock, what is it called? At the very end, just like, oh, yeah, here, here's the sword. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. oh, okay. That's cool i guess we didn't like, get to go through a dungeon for that like what yes nothing <laughs> and and i almost thought about it and and i've been thinking about it as you said it hearing things from her point of view let me ask this um going back to uh the hexed generation mm-hmm. the book basically is the story of two of our former main characters kids like and then we do quickly start weaving in other characters that we've known, but it mainly kind of focuses around them. And that was one of the not issues I had, but one of the things I was like, I, I kind of liked seeing it from a different perspective. It definitely added something new, Yeah. yeah. but it was also like we had what five or six other books leading up to this point. So I was really kind of mainly, Hey, these are, these are our main characters. Or are we not just going to follow them? Since this is only the second book in the series, would you have been okay if literally the main, like the majority of the book would have just been the low five and occasionally we get our other main characters in? Or do you think it would have worked? From what we got, I would prefer that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As only because I think the, the only compare, let me go back to what you've, what you were comparing it to. So Magic 2.0, we were following Philip and, and um, Martin Martin for so long, right? And I think the reason why we felt that way was because it's still an unfinished story, right? It's still unfinished. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Philip being Philip, being Philip and, and the way that that totally ended, right, with, Brit, uh, with the Brits – it still feels like there's something there to be told. And we didn't get that with the last book. Hashtag justice for Philip. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mind. I didn't mind the story. I just think that should have been like the seventh book after, after we feel like that whole story has been wrapped up where I felt like ready player one was already wrapped up. Mm -hmm. And then to, to see it kind of be torn down, I'd like to see it from a different character's perspective. If it has to, like, if we have to see, because like you said, we've already seen Wade go through this growth before, right? So, okay, what else can we do instead? Mm-hmm. I don't, that's just my take on it, though. Sean? Yeah, it's, I I really don't like when series take on, like, uh, the kids of the main characters after I, I never like that. I've read a lot of series that are like that, and I find it get. It, I can understand them wanting to go to another level, um, just because they want to write something different. Mm-hmm. So you can, I get that. I don't like it. I I, I well, typically stop reading the series at that point because I like my core. Yeah. And I don't want to screw in with them. It's like Big Bang Theory. Like guys, <laughs> you start bringing in all the girls and all that. Uh, it, it, lo- it lost some of its luster for me. And anyway, um, I think Ray has a point though, where it to have the low five in there would have been the perfect setup to do an entire new series. Like 
don't yeah. even bring Wade in until um, and then now that doesn't once again it doesn't work with the narrative because Wade is telling this story from memory so you can't add in stuff like that yeah that, that was weird like sending them on a quest and all of a sudden they're back and yeah you didn't have any of the quest but it makes sense because Wade wasn't there so he doesn't know what went on so he he literally wrote himself into a freaking box and like okay the inside the box was kind of cool but you got the whole world outside the box too which would have been really really neat and it was early enough in a series like yeah they were in one book so i'm not too emotionally attached to all these characters yet yeah yeah, yeah. If they'd gone on for a few more books then no don't bring in anyone else because you're just going to ruin it yeah. but this second book have it instead of ready player two low five or something like that could have just done from their perspective because that group perspective would have been really really neat mm-hmm. yeah. couldn't do it in this book the way it was written you just couldn't do it and that sucks but once again i don't know how much did spielberg have mm-hmm. yeah. how much of a say um you could have probably rewritten the end a little bit so it wasn't from wade's perspective yeah. that would allow you to follow other characters around you could save that for the third book if you really wanted, right? And literally, they may, like, this is going to make a ton of money again. If Spielberg gets on board, if Klein gets on board, I can see a third book. Yeah. However, the ending in the movie will have to be a little bit different because they they literally wrap this one up unless they go with the low five. Because mm-hmm. they've really wrapped up Sam and Wade's story at the end of this book. Yep. Because he tells him about having a family and stuff like that. And yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that he he cut that off. But uh, <laughs> for this particular one, just the way it was written, it wouldn't have worked. He wrote it himself into a box, like I said earlier, which kind of kind of sucked. There was a lot of points in this book that were like, damn. That after reading the whole book. You're like, okay, I know why you can't do that. I know why you can't do that. Yeah, dumb schmuck. Why did you write it like this? <laughs> uh, so going back to my issue with Wade, I just figured out, I, I think I figured out and kind of what my issue is. And it's because I looked at Sean and for whatever reason, I was thinking about series that we've read. Now, granted, we haven't uh, discussed this series on the show yet. But I was thinking about Ishmael. Oh, okay. Ishmael grows yeah. and he has setbacks. Yes. And even in the last books, he's still having a problem with himself. But we've continuously seen him grow. And like I said, he has stumbles, but he continues to keep growing. And that's what I don't see in Wade in this one. Like I said, I just see the all the way fall back and the all the way climb back to where he was and you're right he is a kid and i have to keep that in mind as he's he's in his early 20s and it's like yeah yeah, people in their early 20s aren't no offense to anyone who might be listening to this (laughs) we don't know anything a little younger on this show i hate saying that but our mentality we're a little different than we were 20 years and I think that's I think that's what I was expecting was okay yeah he's he's probably gonna have some setbacks and, and fall and I actually enjoyed the part going to talking about the the part on the planet 
um, uh, where he grew up as a child, seeing the emotional depth as to why he had a problem being on that planet, that all totally made sense. And I I actually enjoyed that part. I, that made sense actually why Sam would start to warm back up and be like, Hey, I know it's hard. Mm -hmm. I'm here for you. Like that all felt genuine and good. It's the other stuff that just like, and I think that also goes back to the time period, like condensing all of this, you know, three years worth of garbage and all of a sudden, oh, hey, you got 12 hours to get it done. Go. Yes. So yeah. anyway, so well, anything almost, else anyone want to bring up? I, it's a conflict. Like, OK, so you got all these 80s references. OK. What age group are those 80s references aimed at? Well, it's for like the 40 year olds and stuff like that. You're writing a, a teen novel. Shit, man. We're not teens anymore. Yeah. So point. that mentality is in the wrong freaking era, like target yeah. group. And yeah. Like I'll, I'll, I'll read. Like I, I have some like teen books that from when I was a kid and all that. And like when I was a teen, they were, <laughs> oh, these are so in depth. Like th- this is incredible. And read them now. It's like, wow, was I stupid. This is <laughs> like, problem. like, how did you not figure out this entire plot in the first couple paragraphs? But and that's what this book is almost kind of written at. Like, yeah, there's some really cool stuff that brings back a nostalgic point of view, but it's aimed at the wrong damn generation. <laughs> the, the, the story itself is frustrating for an adult, which is what it's aimed at. Yeah. And I just thought of that right now. <laughs> it's like it's a good point. <laughs> yeah i i wonder i wonder if the would have felt better to like we go, we go back to the time pressure i wonder if it was better if wade finally figured you know they, they we change a little bit so that the pressure's not a, as on there and it's taking time and the 12 hours is for the last shard right okay listen i've waited long enough that would have been fine too yeah right yeah, that the, was, yeah, then anorak comes in and is like wade I've waited long enough. You got 12 hours or you're fucking done. Like it's, yeah. it's like, okay, holy shit. Now we got to really buckle down. Well, the other thing they could have done, and this would have been a very simple plot device is speed up your neural connections. So when you're in Oni, uh, an hour equals a week. Mm, yeah. Like okay. That. Yeah. That would have given you like hey, a point. month or something like that or a year. Or, yeah. You're trapped in there, but. And then that that would screw up with Sam a little bit too, where he's living yeah. this longer life, and and she's like only glimpses now. Yeah, maybe and maybe it that's how it could have worked, and it could have fixed some of the problems that yeah. I'm sure a lot of people were well older people like us <laughs> don't have the problems. Young people don't care about time. No, well, know. They, it's you know. <laughs> They have so much of it. Yeah. 12 <laughs> hours. Man, that's a ton of time. <laughs> 12 hours. I, I spent longer on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other any other things that y'all want to bring up, whether it be good or bad? Anything else in particular that? I I want to bring up Bobbleverse. <laughs> sorry, but. Okay. One of the things that he wrote in there about downloading a person's mind and you can only make one copy from the most recent yes okay you know what 
a baby could hack that. I'm sorry, but you could have multiple copies and they could be all like it, it's a hack. If you can figure out how to like copy a brain, you know, you that out. little safeguard on there is BS. I'm sorry, that was a cheap cop out. And yeah, having digital copies. I know it was kind of a logical progression for <laughs> a logical progression for the Oni, but the popularity of Bobaverse, and this was written after Bobaverse came out, it yeah. just seemed like a blatant ripoff. And uh, being such a huge fan of Dennis E. Taylor and the Bobaverse series, that pissed me off. <laughs> and I knew uh, where it was going. But I think as the book was nearing its end, and I'm like, oh, my freaking God, I know what he's going to do. I know what he's going to do. And sure enough, it was like, oh, yeah, now we have digital copies going. You know, those digital copies don't need to go anywhere. They don't need to colonize anything. Like, that didn't make any sense either. I was kind of like, I mean, I understand, yeah, it's a, it's a time thing. They don't, you know, they're not going to die, you know, in the in the voyage out. But it was almost like, why didn't you put people on the ship to get off the planet that's dying? Because no, the robots could pretty much just sit there on a server, you know, powered by solar power and let the planet kind of like scrub itself back clean. Well, I, I don't know. Keep, they keep hinting at the ship in a bottle in Star Trek TNG. Oh, man, they gave that away way too early, especially if you're a TNG fan. It was uh-huh. like, okay, there's the ending spoil right there. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't catch it. Said, I should have though. Moriarty, they didn't know they were in a ship in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why send the entire consciousness of the human race? Like, send them up on a server farm somewhere in the Sahara. It doesn't matter to them. They don't care. Yeah. So why are you sending them on a ship for humanity's future of a whole bunch of embryos? Because even when they get to the planet, they're still just copies, programs. <laughs> Unless there's some kind of fabrication device in there that can build them bodies. He didn't talk about it all. So, yeah. no. so the ending. So you can't take care of. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't like the ending. The ending to me was just one big cop out. And I was like, yeah. The, the ending I did like was Og and Kira. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I, yes. I enjoyed that. That poll together, uh, it was the extraneous stuff around it that was like, oh, this is bullshit, man. <laughs> you are not, are you, are you part of that, uh, Bobaverse, uh, yep. fan group on Facebook? Yeah. Okay. You're not the only one. I don't know if you saw that or not. You're not the only one that expressed that thing. I mean, they have kind of a limited policy on, you know, Hey, it's okay if we talk about a few other things that are kind of related or whatever, but don't have like it full, huge, you know, conversations about other book series. It's supposed to be about Bobaverse stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there was a, a fairly long thread. Someone posted, they're like, did anyone else get Bobaverse vibes from the end of Ready Player 2? And yeah, you were definitely not the only one that... Uh, that I missed that uh, one. But. Yeah, there were a lot of people that felt the same way. And when I read it, and I kind of thought, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, it's sad, because that first book was so original. Mm-hmm. Yes. Having the ending like almost a blatant ripoff, and I don't know if it was, it probably wasn't intended. I shouldn't say that, but because it was kind of a logical progression the way 
his story was going, but still, but it, come on. <laughs> it seemed like, as as much as it, is, it is a logical step, it does seem like a giant leap at the same time, right? Like it's oh, yeah. you you going from okay, cool, we're we're we've gone from where you can only um, uh, you can now be in it. Virtual right? reality. So the next step, the next book would have been, okay, now we can copy your brain and, and save it. Well, that was a huge thing, too, from, like, being able to interact with yeah. everyone yeah. to actually duplicating a mind. Now, I don't think they stressed this point enough, but Wade kind of talked about having these huge, what, EDM files or whatever uh, that the, were the brain yeah. scan files and couldn't figure out what they were for. Okay, a brain scan? That's not huge. That is freaking cosmically massive and then to have billions of them just see that's a hell of a server farm (laughs) okay i just had a thought as to what you were saying you're right and i hate tearing apart books because i hate i hate listening to people do this to movies and stuff online but i just thought about this wouldn't the logical progression have been like you said like we get a second quest and it focuses on the fact that you can now interact and be in that yeah. and then the third book be the the duplicate because you're, you're, the whole point of this is to bring up 80s nostalgia and geek lore and all the stuff that we're into and all of that shit comes in threes yep. there's always a third at least yeah. a third thing yep. and it's like because i'm seriously already like okay well if there's Ready Player Two and it does halfway decent, you know we're gonna at least get three. Yeah. We have to get a third one. So and maybe that's what the low five is. But but then you, then it's out of order. If if they just go uh, to low five next and the well, I, I don't give a shit because their their awesome stories already happened. Like it's <laughs> the third one will be like called Jump the Shark or something like that. It's just he. He wrote himself in a box, and then he put the box into a freaking corner. There's not, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. I think um, make your money on the second one and use that time to think of another original idea. Good luck. Uh, yeah. All the best to you because that first one was a Lulu, but yeah. I think they, I think by getting Spielberg involved in this one probably was a mistake mm-hmm. god i hate I, I love Spielberg. you say it but I, you're so right i know I, I hate to say it but when you're writing to a movie yeah yes so it, different than writing a story where anything is possible like, yeah, yeah technology has come a long way yeah. but you know what copyright laws haven't there's you can, so much you can bring in. They did a great job in Ready Player One, but they left a lot of shit out. And so, that's what I was going to say. You can forgive them leaving stuff out of the book, uh, or sorry, out of the movie from the book that you love because it's a movie. Okay, we understand that. But leaving shit out of the mo- the book because, because it's, it's going, going to be a movie? movie? Yeah. yeah like, that's unforgettable. Which yeah. is why I think we had those three things. Oh, if we can get Prince's estate to sign off, if we can get John Hughes' estate to sign off, yeah. and we can get, then yeah. we can basically do oh, this. Yeah. And which is why we didn't get these giant mashups of Mecha Godzilla versus yeah. Voltron versus, oh, yeah. That was heaven. That was fucking heaven. Dude, that first book was so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and. I love that. 
none of that came no, up again. There was no mashing of anything. I just realized that now. There was no. They didn't bring back anything except nothing. for they touched on his car a little bit because he had a real one now, and he talked. They talked about his his car garage that he just likes to look at and sit in once in a while, and it was it was another yada 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 moment. Yeah. You're absolutely right. There wasn't any like blending there was no of. Oh, there was none of it that. It was all over. <sighs> That's See, why. this is why I wanted yeah. to do this show so I have yeah. someone to talk to and these new thoughts come out. Well, because I was wondering why it was gapping out so hard in certain world, like especially the Prince one, is because there was not. It was just specifically just Prince. all Prince. Yep. There was nothing. With the other one, you could like, oh man, you got this and this and that. Yes. I like that, but I got lot. this. You're right. Now I feel like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. They could have. He could have had a whole Mortal Kombat fight for crying out loud in in a different area. Yeah. Maybe that would have been a better uh, prince fight. You go through the different Mortal, Mortal Kombat style fight between all the different princes, right? Yeah, and you, then yeah. you like that would be a video to... game. Like you are absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. And there what it is. <laughs> <sighs> well, does anyone have anything else they want to wrap up with? I'll, I will say this. I've listened to the book multiple times. The more I listen to it, the more I I have liked it because the more I've I guess I've understood it. Like I said, that first read through, I was just it was just nervous energy because I was like, oh please don't screw this up. And I don't. I'll definitely go back and read the first one more than I will read this one. Like there will be certain times where I'll go, no, yeah, I'll listen to them both. But there are probably gonna be times I'm gonna go, I'm gonna listen to the first one and then I'll move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just, it's not the sequel I was hoping for. I'll yeah. leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. It's not yeah. Gremlins 2. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I have seen neither. I don't know what that means. She doesn't. Gremlins 2. Oh. So, all right. Well, that being said, does anyone have anything else they want to wrap up with? Listen to the book or read it. You need Go to. Read it. Go listen to it. To make your own decisions. Make your own decisions. We are – these are just our opinions because we love the first one so much. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind the second one. It's just felt like a missed opportunity. Gotcha. I concur. Um, our next book that we are listening to, to keep up our tradition on uh, uh, for uh, February's book being something related to love, mm-hmm. we are going to read The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Now – this one has been around for a while. It is very, very, I don't want to say iconic, but it's like, it's one of those ones that's like, oh, yes, like everyone's yeah. read this one. Um, it's a short book. Um, I highly suggest if you are going to uh, listen, follow along with our next month's episode, uh, you can go to the website and you can fill out the quiz. It doesn't take very long. Um, and it will tell you which one of the five you fall into. So, uh, like I was telling Ray, uh, before the episode, um, if, 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 if you can't handle the four and a half hour book, then literally just go take the quiz and just read up on what it says. I have to say, uh, unlike, uh, uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Um, it doesn't hammer the stuff in there over and over and over again. And it, 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 it is very kind of straightforward and tells you yeah and there's a lot of good information in there so uh that should hopefully be a a pretty interesting read for next month um that being said let's go ahead and move on to other things that we've been reading uh anyone 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 been reading anything else um 
I have finished the the Born in Ashes, the yes. the second chunk of Ishmael's story when yeah, he's okay. being the captain, the owner. Yes. Um, so I finished that, and then I finished the Two Towers, and now I'm reading Return of the King. And then after that, I'm taking a break from Tolkien land for a little bit. I have a book that my a friend gave to me, um, Dorian Gray. So I'm going to, and it's a short book. I didn't realize how, and it's this little petite, it's like that big of a book and it's like that thick. So I'm hoping to read through that really quickly. And then I'll read The Hobbit. Good deal. Ray, you've been reading anything? Yeah, I'm just six hours left of uh, Home Run, which is Nathan Lowell's, um, this is The Smuggler Tales. Uh, and it was, it was, yeah, it's, I'd like to get this on, this whole series I'd like to get on here. Um, cause it's, it's a fun one. So yeah. Sean, what about you? You've been reading anything? Um, I am reading iron gold, which is the fourth book in the red rising series by, um, uh, Pierce Brown. Now the red rising series originally, it was a trilogy. Uh, I loved it. It was so well written this fourth. And I think there's a fifth book. Um, once again, they, the narrations changed. So originally in the first three books, it was one narrator told basically from one point of view from the main character. This one, there's three narrators told from three points of views from different characters. And I'm not enjoying it as much. Um, once again, it's like bringing in family. Now, these aren't family members, but it's like, Going on to the kids kind of thing and taking the story to the next level. And I'm like, well, I like the old story. Screwing with it. <laughs> right. um, it's still good. Just not as good. I'm curious to see where it's going. Um, it is a continuation of the story 10 years later. But uh, uh, Red Rising, I would highly recommend, even if it's just the first three books. Um I'll let you know on the fourth and the fifth book when I get them done. But uh, yeah, very good. I've it's got that not written. As funny as I usually like seeing some humor and all that, but uh, mm-hmm. it's still good. <laughs> I've got that written down from last time, and um, I'm going to look over my Audible credits for next month, and I, I may go ahead and jump into that series. So yeah, when have uh, I ever steered you wrong? I was literally about to say that. Like you really <laughs> haven't steered me wrong yet, to be honest with Ray. you. Uh, what book have I, <laughs> I like well i wind up reading them too so i like them and then quinn's quinn's really quinn's been all in them too yeah. which is great so so he's yeah. really liking them too yeah so the two books that i've read since the last time we met uh literally was home run the last book in the smoke i i think i need to go back and and re-listen to some of the other stuff because it seems like there's a gap in time between the end of this one and where we see the character show up for the other one and i'm like well, what happened in that gap of time? I kind of want to know that. Yeah. Um, but I, be honest uh, with you, I haven't listened to that series that you're listening to yet. I you saw haven't? The second one, mm-hmm. like yeah. the groupings, and I just my queue is so long right now. <laughs> like, I want to listen to, so I will get to it eventually. But I think it's going to be after I re-listen to the entire series again. So. It's it's harder to listen to this one. I, I almost wish that the two actors could have worked together. 
Like the two voice actors could have worked together. Yes, absolutely. Because um, listening to the first, as I've gone through the one female's voice, like at first she was, it was very, it was kind of high pitched and sound kind of kitty. Yep. And it was, I didn't really care for the voice, but as time, as, as the books continued to go on, I was like, oh no, that's just her voice. She's that's just, her. And, and she's just got this energetic, high pitched voice, and that's just who she is. And yep. I was okay with it. But yeah, when I first listened to it, I was just like, no. But I thought the exact same thing, Ray. I thought on that last book, how fantastic would it have been to have the other voice actor come in and do the voice of the guy that we know all the time? And then yep. on that last book, had them step in and be, been the voice for. Yes. I thought the exact same thing. That would have been great. Uh, the other thing that I read was um, we, when we talked about the book, some of the people on this panel did not care for it. I don't think anyone cared for it as much as I did, but uh, we read Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Um, I loved it. I hated I, the movie. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Loved the book. Hated oh, the movie. It was shit. Um, I read the sequel to it. Oh. The Last, oh. The last American Vampire. Oh, I didn't know there was a sequel. There is a sequel. Oh. Um, it's, oh. <laughs> it's not as good. It is not Ready as good. Ready Player Two. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not as good. And I, it made me kind of look back on the first book as in, like, he definitely goes in and, and finds some characters and some situations that it's like, okay, that was kind of a stretch, but like, you know, he pulls in, like Abe has a relationship with, um, um, Edgar Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. And, you know, he does some of that. And there is some of that. This book, imagine this book going from that period to almost modern time. Okay. And being able to pull in anything and everything that you want. So literally it's like, Oh, so the reason why they did that is because either A, they were a vampire, or B, they were trying to fight vampires. And it it goes – it is all over the fucking map. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it was okay. I think this – I think I'm definitely going to give it another listen to, uh, but it definitely does not – it doesn't have that warm place on my heart just like Ready Player One mm-hmm. as compared to the second book. It doesn't hit that same chord as the first one. The first one was just something magical. Cool. It was just great. And this one was just like, yeah. hey, go go play with all of the toys now. And it's like, ooh, uh-huh. that's uh-huh. too that's many choices. <laughs> too much. Can too we many choices. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it it was it, it was interesting. It was it was okay. So I'd I'd be interested to kind of see if if we do end up reading it, or if at least if you read it, uh, Chris, you and I will have to have a conversation yeah. about it. So. The last American Vampire. The last American Vampire. But and I have to say, I love the the cover for the book. Mm. Um, it's the 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 World War II picture of you know the the guy who's got the the nurse kind of bent back and and he's good. But imagine that, but instead he's, he's ripping her jugular out and there's blood uh, everywhere. Cool. And it's just okay. like, ooh, this is interesting. So vampires all the way into World War II? Hmm. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Cool. Okay. Um, oh, there it is. Yeah, that's wicked. Yeah. So, <laughs> like I said, when I saw it, I was just like, oh, okay, I'll have to check this out. I also did not – now, granted, I also didn't have as high hopes for this as I did for Ready Player 2, so – uh, I'm, I'm definitely taking it with, with more salt, as it were. Okay. Um, that is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, uh, Google Music, Stitcher, wherever it is you listen to the show. You can check us out at epicallygeeky.com. You can also check out all the other shows that we do, including the uh, Creatively Geeky 
uh, epically geeky, uh, um, sustainably geeky, across meters. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, check those, check out our other shows as well. Uh, and then of course you can find us on, uh, the, the social media at epically geeky. Uh, where can we find you online, Chris? Uh, you can find me here and epically geeky and creatively geeky and sustainably geeky. And there was, um, we did a, they did a bonus episode this month. I did not, it was a book and I did not read it. Um, and then on Instagram at Rosen Hummingbird. Nice. Uh, Ray, where can we find you online? The Reluctant Yeti on Instagram. I'm almost done a painting. <gasps> it's so pretty, but it's mine and nobody can have it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got some details that I want to get in there. I'd l- I'm actually going to be bugging our art store to see if I can do a curbside pickup. Um, I saw a few uh interesting posts uh, lately on a youtube channel that i follow um misfits of watercoat no uh which i can't remember which one it is right now anyway uh because they i keep forgetting you can use oil over top of watercolor so to get like really cool highlights and really good white highlights and stuff uh so i'll be going back over some of the painting afterwards to make sure the highlights are there so yeah cool what about you, Sean? Uh, you know, screwing with Wikipedia, mainly. Um, <laughs> your favorite broken toy on Instagram. Most of the geekies, kind of. Gotcha. Not that sustainably thingy. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah, other yeah. ones are usually around. Yeah, he is. And as usual, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network.